This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobbe, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration and the author of The Remarkable Effect. I'm creating a tribe of tech entrepreneurs that are on a mission to do something big and meaningful. I invite you to join the tribe as well, especially if you want to create change that matters and put your software business on momentum that you're proud of. The goal that I have with this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest on my podcast this week is Ajit Kushwaha, CEO of Seekify. I personally believe in the compounding effect, right, as to how we can keep getting better incrementally every day, not in just a certain aspect of life, but since life is multidimensional, has personal aspects, professional aspects, social aspects, so can we keep ourselves getting better every day? And I believe very fundamentally that a healthy competition is always when you compete with yourself and not to the world, because then you have the possibility to do the best in the world. Uh, while working with Freshworks, Freshworks is a, is a software company, we realized that how only automation or ha- how only human intervention cannot lead to a better experience, right? How these things need to operate in tandem, in hand in hand. And that's what led to that, hey, can we bring something in the scene where we empower these customer-facing teams to deliver a better customer experience by bringing automation together? Can we create an intersection of these and make sure that automation is enabling, augmenting human in a way that they can deliver the customer experience which a customer really is looking for, right? This is Ajit. He's a serial entrepreneur, but started his career as a software engineer. In 2010, he co-founded his first company, healthchakra.com a science-based practice management platform for doctors. In 2011, he co-founded HealthCard, and in 2012, 1MG. In 2015, he built Joe Hookham, a chatbot SaaS platform that was acquired later on by Freshworks, and there he became the director of product management. In the middle of 2019, he co-founded Seekify, a customer experience automation platform that helps businesses deliver wow customer experiences by automating it without losing the human touch. And this triggered me, and hence I invited Ajit to my podcast. We explore the opportunity we have to enable humans to 10x the impact they can make if we go beyond the notion of just automation. We also discuss Ajit's perspective on what it takes to create a remarkable software business. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, that too often our solutions are reactive to how people want them to work. But what if we make them much more like a GPS with self-healing characteristics based on what's actually happening? 
Secondly, how momentum is created by being very picky about selecting your customers. And thirdly, why the biggest impact is made when you take the mindset that every problem comes with a solution. It's that determination that helps us to win the biggest battles. So welcome Ajit, welcome to my podcast. And I know it's already late in India where you live. It's beyond nine o'clock in the evening. So thanks very much for making the time available. Thanks John, pleasure is all mine. Happy to help anyway the committee can grow together. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I mean, I got an email recently and your company triggered me. It was because of the funding that you got for your company in order to build the next generation customer experience platform. And yeah, I mean, one of the things when I started looking at your website was that you are converting agents into superhumans. And I mean, that is spot on for my podcast. I mean, the reason why I started this in the first place is to show compelling stories about the value we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And I think this is a very good example of that. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Same here, yeah. Good. So before we start, talk a little bit about yourself. If you have to describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be? I guess a continuous learner in the school of life. Yeah. Anything else? I guess already four to five words, yeah. But yeah, I personally believe in the compounding effect, right? As to how we can keep getting better incrementally every day. Not in just a certain aspect of life, but since life is multidimensional, has personal aspect, professional aspects, social aspects. So can we keep ourselves getting better every day? And I believe very fundamentally that a healthy competition is always when you compete with yourself and not to the world, because then you have the possibility to the best in the world, because you really don't know whether the other person in the, uh, the other side of the table is improving or not. But if you are continuously believing in yourself and improving yourself, I guess the chances of you getting the best in the world would be very much there. Really, really good answer. I like that. I like that. And actually, I wrote a blog about something similar this morning, which is about the too many software companies want to be better than the next competitor. What you're actually saying is look at yourself and see how you can get better yourself, but also lead that process yourself rather than limiting your ideas and what you're looking at from your next competitor. I like that. So talking about your product, Seekify, it's a customer experience platform, as the website says. What is the big idea behind this? How did it all start? What problem did you see? Right, right. So prior to Seekify, we built a chatbot SaaS company called Johokum in the year 2015-16. And the idea was to automate as much task as we can via chatbots. And that company got acquired by Freshworks in late 2016. And uh, while working with Freshworks, Freshworks is a business software company, we realized that how only automation or how only human intervention cannot lead to a better experience, right? How these things needs to operate in tandem, in hand in hand, in order to give the best out of the world kind of experience to the end consumer. And that thought led to another thought and conversation. And I guess what triggered the most is that if you look at fundamentally each and every high value conversation, high value interaction is human powered interaction, right? True. So to be very honest, like when I walk into an Apple store, I usually look forward to people who can educate me about the new product, right? Despite the fact that I might have self-aware myself about the same, right? 
So it is also a human assurance which works really well on human psyche as to that you are making a right decision when you are buying a product or when you are troubleshooting something at your home, right? And that's what led to that, hey, can we bring something in the scene where we empower these customer-facing teams to deliver a better customer experience by bringing automation together, right? So that these are not in parallel task, but can we create an intersection of these and make sure that automation is enabling, augmenting human in a way that they can deliver the customer experience which a customer really is looking for, right? So that's the whole thing, right? Our prior experience with pure chatbot automation for a couple of years and then doing large-scale implementation at Freshworks, which were human-powered customer support and CRM solutions. We thought that, and rather we, in our experience with dealing with bigger enterprises, we realized that a mix of both will yield a 10x better result not just for the company, but also for the end customers for which this company is obviously putting all these resources in, right? Yeah. So that's the whole background as to why Seekify got started, that can we create an intersection of automation and human-powered experience together? Really good. And I mean, my next question is always, what is the opportunity? But you already highlighted that it's, yeah, the impact or start to augment people is going to be 10x more towards both your customer and your own organization. I believe in that. I have many guests on my podcast that are in this league and that is always coming out. It's not about doing things faster or cheaper. It's about kind of that extra value that we can still unlock right. to make people doing better things. Right. right. So interesting, interesting. And yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you, well, of course you started with the chatbot company which got acquired. Actually, maybe that's how things should have progressed and it's logically coming on your path to say, okay, so what's the next thing then? That aha moment. So talking about your product, how does it work? It's a customer experience platform, but how does it make those agents superhumans? Right. So if you look at any organization, right? When I talk about organizations, I'm uh, talking about mid to enterprise scale organizations. There are the three pillars to do customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. One is people, which is like your customer facing team, their managers, their trainers, their quality assure agents, right? Then comes the processes, right? You have so many processes around your people and around customers, right? And then you end up using a lot more tools, right? Which could be an interaction between your customer and your agents, your intra team, communication, right? So the idea is like, can we bring all these three things together under a single umbrella where we can generate insights from all the different tools which customer-facing teams are using to power customer experience, uh, power customer support. And then when we are bringing data from all these tools together and generating insights, can we make these insights more actionable in nature, right? So earlier the way you were saying, that the expectations or the goals are keep raising. So how we can create a dynamic benchmark, not just for the organization, but also for the different teams, different categories, different individuals. And when we see the actual performance in the light of these benchmarks, then things started seeing becoming more actionable in nature, right? Yeah. So an example could be when system says that Ajit is not able to 
respond better for payment refund related situations now when you look at in the light of his benchmarks and these benchmarks and one interesting part about the benchmarks is also that all the major goals beat customer satisfaction score nps retention churn all these are lagging indicators true right so our platform also help you break down these lagging indicators into leading indicators which teams individuals can track on day day out basis and when they are tracking these leading indicators indicators which are actually drivers for your end objectives then you have better control to influence the outcome aha uh-huh. can you yeah. give an example of that yeah so one example could be suppose that you have a help desk where customers are emailing to you about certain problems they are facing with their smart TVs now if you look at right how promptly you're responding to the queries is one driver to your customer satisfaction score yeah how much well you have understood the problem and how promptly you have resolved that ticket is another driver right how many to and fro conversations are happening that could be another driver if customer is required to remind you about the problem over over again right is it that your customer support team is very proactively turn around turning around when customer ask a follow up question right so all these are drivers in the much more i would say real time where if you as an individual you as a team member track all these things for each and every transaction you can potentially control the outcome right another example could be payment related like if there is a credit card fraud related case and you are taking two days to respond i'm sure that you are going to have a poor csat for that so the idea is also to break down these indicators these drivers at different category levels right and not each and every diff- categories would require same kind of i would say numbers or benchmarks so the idea is like to figure out the right numbers which can yield better outcomes for you as a team you as an individual right and when all these insights are available and actionable insights are generated now can you automate certain processes right because another example could be if ajit is struggling in handling refund queries payment refund queries right where the amount is already debited and of, unfortunately the order is not delivered uh-huh. now ton as a manager might want to assign some training content or ton as a manager might want ajit to shadow another top performing agent who is performing really well in payment refund situations right so yeah. can you automate all these situations all these actions without ton as a manager being involved now because system already knows all these insights that ajit is struggling who is the top performer where the content of relevant category exist now can you do all these things on the fly yeah exactly to create a more of a self corrective flywheel where customer facing teams are not just seeing their own performance their own limitations but also acting upon them yeah that's true and, and i mean it's not so much about the outcome of their work like the output of their work but it's the measure at the end is the customer satisfaction score that goes up right 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 interesting because i mean this is a completely new world and there's so much data out there where you can start to measure and capture that that customer 
experience out there. I mean, right. how do you, how does a company do that? How does uh, Seekify kind of learn from what customers are really saying out there in the world? Or, I mean, right. are you check, tracking that? Yeah. So basically, we integrate with most of the leading customer-facing products, help desk, chat solutions, survey tools, your telephony solutions, and read all the operational metrics, right? And when we read all these operational metrics, say for three months, six months of time frame of data, now we have enough data to predict all these drivers yeah. for CSAT or NPS, right? So we import data from all these systems. We continuously keep consuming data or importing data from all these systems and then see the aggregated information and see as to how they are doing with respect to different drivers and then surface all these insights. Yeah, exactly. And that's a dynamic thing, like you said before. And it's a dynamic thing, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was mentioning, right? So if you look at even today, highly sophisticated teams might have a BI tool uh-huh. where they are consuming or generating reports on top of a data lake or data warehouse. But the fundamental difference between a BI tool and CQ file is that in for BI tool, you as a manager require to understand as to what you want to look at. True. Whereas in Seekify, if you just tell us that, hey, here is my objective. I'm tracking CSAT. I'm tracking number of customer calls per agent per day, or I'm tracking NPS, or I'm tracking churn. The system itself is sufficient, sophisticated enough to break down into different drivers and then help you understand as to where and how you need to look at. It starts to inform the, the different agents with, with the right action, the right next action to take exactly. in order to get those numbers up. Yeah, not just agents, but also their managers and maybe the CX heads. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what augmentation should be all about. Like, there's so many things going on and so many different elements of how, for example, a customer experience is being influenced that yeah, you need those tools in order to, to stay on top of right. that. Because you only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And the idea is also to help agents emulate the best agents, right? So one thing another if I help a customer-facing team with is that they try to see what their top 10 percentile people are doing, uh-huh. what the bottom 10 percentile people are doing, and then try to gather as to what is the best practices and what are avoidable practices, and then help others either correct their ways of, say, operational ways of handling customer queries, or maybe intervene right in the flow of work that, hey, Ajit, it seems that you haven't responded to a credit card fraud ticket. And it's nicer if you responded within 15 minutes to have a positive CSAT. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, talking about your product, well, to make it a remarkable product, and we talked about this before, what have you done specifically in your product to make the product, giving it the value it has today? Yep. So if you look at the very fundamental difference between a consumer tech company and a B2B SaaS is that we can, cannot take any use case of a business for granted. How you run your business, how you define your processes would be entirely different than how someone else would define. Right? It's very, very subjective to the needs of that business. Yeah, true. So, it's called so competitive differentiation at the end. Yeah. So for that, we have created a very open architecture where it allows businesses to 
map their data the way they want uh-huh. define their goals the they the way they want and then the system itself starts surfacing all these insights or next best action where you as a manager need to look at someone else as a team leader needs to look at or someone as agent looks uh, need to look at so first of all it's a very open architecture and then you can use data to take action in a different or external system altogether right so one example could be that if ajit's performance is not up to the mark for say consecutive two months now the system itself can trigger and set a one on one meeting meeting between ajit and ton uh-huh. with the right context as to why this meeting is being set in a google calendar or maybe outlook right so the idea is like since we cannot envision or force us primary set of products to a business we thought of building a a, a very architecture we only try to be the brain which try to surface here is the next best action and you as a business may choose to take that action anywhere you want maybe it could be a simple output in an email or in an excel sheet or you can also integrate your erps and crms to execute those actions okay interesting i completely agree with you on the b2b side and that is completely different from b2c in terms of how you can influence the the outcomes there and there's a much more of a dynamic there what it is for one company is maybe not for for the other company and that's what exactly, you need to deal yeah. with yeah right. that's true so let me see i mean the product how long has it been available so we have launched our private beta in last week of december yeah so now that's where the connection came here yeah 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 so now it's available in private beta and at the same time we are also very picky about selecting the clients because we also don't want to being a very young company we also don't want to get into a longer sales cycle as of now uh-huh. so we want to pick companies who really values customer experience first of all right yep. it's not a lip service for them and secondly they can reciprocate the effort from their side as well let me make a small interruption here ajit just made a highly valuable remark being very picky who he works with and who not it's a fundamental trait of a remarkable software company They understand they cannot please everybody. They select their ideal customers based on a mutual click that creates advocates and that drive momentum. And this is just one trait out of 10 that I describe in my book, The Remarkable Effect. Stacking those traits up behind each other creates an effect that is larger than the sum of its components. Hence the title, The Remarkable Effect. So if you are a tech entrepreneur on a mission or aspire to be one in the future, I wrote this book for you. It will inspire you with many many case studies to deliver the change you seek to make with an even bigger impact. So just check it out. You can find it on all the large online portals where they sell books. Back to the interview. Well, it's at the end you pick those innovators in the marketplace that already tell themselves a story about what they want to achieve with this and that they want to be the best with this. Yeah. So it becomes a kind of a partnership that helps both ways. I right, like that. Right. Yeah. So the idea is also not to build a product in by sitting in a garage. The idea is to build the product. So being as a founder or a product manager, the idea is that we are not building it for ourselves. We are building it for the businesses. And unless businesses, I'm working very closely with the business or different businesses. My product can can never resonate 
or the value which really business wants right you can imagine that we have all the lego blocks and now we go to the businesses and say that hey now we can you tell us your problem and we are here to solve as much as possible and then in the course of implementation we'll also figure out what really is the game changer for you as a as a business to deliver the right customer experience and yeah, see true. if that can also be delivered have you already got some early insights into the results of the beta yeah so we have already gone live with couple of clients and doing close as i mentioned private beta yeah and the insight is that first of all on the actionable insights part that i was talking about that how much manual effort it was for the customer facing teams and especially customer support teams right yeah. because customer support team is not so if you have a even dedicated business analyst or bi team available in your office most of their resources goes to the sales team revenue team forecasting stuff like that yeah and then all the customer facing teams or customer experience teams they don't get their bandwidth in order to get the data which can empower them to make some maybe uh, path correcting decisions right yeah. so for them it's super empowering right they feel that now they are not flying blind they are the pilot in the cockpit and not someone else's <laughs> good analogy they are the pilot and that's important at the end because they are the face between of the company towards customers yep and they so, have to make it real exactly because when you make a call to a contact center so that guy or that girl becomes the the face of the company exactly yeah so end of the day they need to represent the company in the best possible way and unless you put significant effort out there it is totally impossible for someone to deliver in terms of the changing processes in terms of new releases in terms of different policies right so that is also to empower these customer facing teams to be on top of their game when it comes to consuming newer information right about the business about the processes about the product releases right so that they can act, deliver the right experience to end customers spot on now i mean i'm curious because you've already started a couple of companies and you were talking about one for the chatbots and now you've started your second company and you're you're in the launch process i mean i wrote a book i told you about that i wrote a book the remarkable effect which is about the 10 traits of a remarkable software company so what do you believe are kind of one or two of the the most important things that a company needs to have to be remarkable in its space are you asking particularly in this space or in general uh, no in general i mean well what you, right. what you believe yourself so, right so over the period of times i have experiences first hand both as an individual contributor as managers as founders founder and leadership roles that three attributes are very very important to make any as i mentioned earlier right any good company a great company or any good team a great team that first of all are people what sort of intent people bring in i'm talking about mostly in terms of team so when teams are working with the right intent and have the right ownership i guess they end up building faster and they end up unblocking themselves the so intent and ownership is one attribute that i really index on both as as a team leader as a manager as an individual yeah the second attribute that i really heavily index on is the right balance between velocity 
and quality, right? So I keep uh, telling people that there's a fundamental difference between speed and velocity. Exactly. And we should opt for velocity and not for speed. And while opting for velocity, can we also ensure the quality? Right. Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. Recently, third, I, had a, I had someone, I think she's from India as well, Radhika Dut. She is heading up a company, a Radical Products, and she was talking exactly about that, that a lot of companies have a lot of speed within their different teams, but all going in different directions. And by aligning that towards, for example, a Radical Vision, they create velocity. And then maybe that's also, I mean, how do you create that intent in people? Because, I mean, people can be passionate, people can be enthusiastic, people can be hard workers, but it doesn't mean that for everything they have that same intent. Right. So, so let me cover the third part and then I'll answer the intent part, right? And the utmost important attribute is the strong level of customer empathy and customer centricity, right? Yeah. And if you look at everything goes, so all these three things come together in order to make, as I mentioned, a good team, a great team and a say good product, a great product and so on and so forth about the company as well. Now, coming back to the intent part, Intent comes when people know that they are not just a simple cog in a wheel, right? Yep. Intent comes when they, everyone is aligned to a larger vision or they have the right North Star to look at, right? And intent also comes when you as a CEO or someone as head of business walks to even an individual contributor and he or she is very, very clear as to why they are doing even this tiniest work, Right. What is the biggest differentiation is it is going to create at company level, at customers level. Right. And that's what drives the intent. Right. When you are not sure about as to what is the end result of your effort, no matter whether it is an IOTA effort or it is a mountain size effort. Right. You can never have the right intent. Right. So few people have the right intent as the DNA and in order to nurture it, cultivate it, I guess, having the larger vision, breaking it down, making sure that how each and every step or action of you as an individual, you as an engineer, you as a salesman is going to reflect on the business and most importantly, on the customer. Yeah, that's true. When you're talking about the North Star and, and the vision at the end, it gives people indeed that North Star, that compass in terms of making the right decision and to be empowered, so to say to do the right thing. So at the end, it becomes a flywheel. I like those three categories here. So we're getting kind of towards the half an hour here. If you would give an advice to your peers in the tech industry, I mean, I'm talking always about tech entrepreneurs on a mission, based on what you've learned, creating your own businesses, the one that you are bringing to market right now, what would be a single advice you would give peers? I guess the single most advice, not to tech entrepreneurs, but to everyone is that every problem comes with a solution, right? It's just that we may or may not be the right people. We may or may not have assembled the right people. Or maybe the market is not right. The timing is not right. But fundamentally, every problem has a solution. And we as a tech entrepreneur, we as a builder or a problem solver needs to believe in and work with this intent that this problem can be solved, right? Because if there's a out of hitch in your mind or doubt in your head, that, hey, I'm trying to solve the right problem or a wrong problem. Believe me, the battle is already lost there, right? So when you do something, do with complete conviction 
and believe things can be solved right if it cannot be solved i'm sure that you will end up learning a lot of thing which will enable you or empower you to make a 10x better impactful yeah. business in coming years great advice great advice so what is next for you i mean where you are right now where do you want to be in 12 or 24 months so in 12 to 24 months obviously since this product is focused on global market and especially us and european customer base we would love to make sure that we are making right dent out there so in terms of maybe 24 month target we would like to have scores of happy customer across europe and us and see that we hit our first 10 to 15 million arr out there yeah i mean that's the logical next step in atn to scale out and i think it's brave for you to target a global market we can have a whole discussion around like the ideal customer for that but i think we did we discussed that in the beginning in terms of where you are planning your efforts in, in this first phase that's the the micro segmentation there so if there's anything you could ask the audience in terms of help or yeah help help you get to the next level what would it be i guess just if you know anyone any company who is customers obsessed customer centric please do refer them to us because we believe that at sikify we are trying to help the companies who are customer first by being the customer champion which can help them create evangelists for the life nice i like that i like that promise <laughs> being a product marketer that's always those lines get me Well thank you. Where can people go to find out more about Seekify and to connect to you? I guess they can find it on the website and I'm always there on LinkedIn. Yeah. The website? Yeah, it's seekify.com. Okay. All right. We'll make sure that that comes out loud and clear in the podcast and thank you very much Ajit for yeah. your insights and and sharing where you are with the company. Thank you Tom, really appreciate it and looking forward to hearing your future podcast and reading your book. Exactly. Thank you very much. And that leaves me to turn myself to my audience. I hope you've learned from the lessons that are shared by Ajit. And if you like it and got inspired by it, please share this podcast with other tech entrepreneurs on the mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thanks for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Ajit Kushwaha, co-founder and CEO of Seekify. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby@valueinspiration.com building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas and that starts with you and if you want to know more about my book or you're interested in joining the remarkable effect tribe please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com thanks for tuning in and you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly I'll see you shortly on a new episode. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership and sales can be challenging. 
Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.